This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. We talk a lot about starting up and managing botanical-style aquariums here. That's one of our things we talk about, right? We've had numerous discussions about setups and the accompanying expectations of the early days and the life of the little ecosystems that we've created. However, what about the long-term, the really long-term? Like, how long can you maintain one of these aquariums? Do they have an expiration date, a point where the system no longer grows or thrives? There's a term sometimes used to describe the state of very old aquariums, senescence. The definition is the condition of or process of deterioration with age. Well, that doesn't sound all that unusual, right? I mean, stuff ages, gets old, stops functioning well, and eventually expires. Aquariums are no different, right? Well, I don't think so. Sometimes this deterioration is referred to in the hobby by the charming moniker of old tank syndrome. In fact, you hear it discussed a lot on message boards and websites. And Okay, let's, let's dive into this a bit. Now, on the surface, this makes some sense, right? I mean, if your tank's been set up for several years, environmental conditions will change over time. Among the many phenomenon brought up by the proponents of this theory is the increase in nitrate levels. People who buy into OTS, old tank syndrome, will tell you that nitrate levels will increase over time. They'll tell you that phosphate, which typically comes into our tanks with food, will accumulate, which results in excessive, perhaps rampant algal growths. You know, the kind from which aquarium horror stories are made. They'll tell you that the pH of the aquarium will decline as a result of accumulating nitrate with hydrogen ions utilizing all of the available buffers, resulting in this reduction of the pH below 6.0. Wait, was that a problem? Well which supposedly results in beneficial bacteria ceasing to convert ammonia into nitrate, uh, a nitrite and nitrate, and that creates a buildup of toxic ammonia. So I suppose that could be a problem, but it's absolutely possible. We've, we've talked about the potential cessation of the nitrogen cycle as we know it at low pH levels and about the archaeans, a group of organisms which take over the nitrogen cycle at low pH levels. And that's a different thing though, and a little off topic right now. Of course, all these bad things can and will happen if you never do any tank maintenance, if you simply abandon the idea of water exchanges, continue stocking and feeding your aquarium recklessly, and essentially abandon the basic tenets of aquarium husbandry, yeah. The problem with this theory is that it assumes all aquarists are knuckleheads, <laughs> refusing to perform water exchanges while merely going about the business of watching the pretty fishes swim. It seems to forecast some sort of inevitability that this will happen to every tank. No way. Uh-uh. I call BS on this. I just do. As someone who's kept all sorts of tanks, reef tanks, freshwater, fish-only tanks, even some planted tanks, all, all kinds of tanks over the years for, for decades and decades, uh, in operation for many years, I think the longest one I've had for, was going was 13 years and, and a botanical-style tank going on five years plus. The only reason I broke these tanks down is because I moved. I can't buy into this idea. I mean, sure, if you don't set up a system properly in the first place and then simply become lackadaisical about husbandry, of course you can, your tank will decline. But here's the thing, it's not inevitable. <laughs> Rule of thumb, do fucking maintenance, feed carefully and don't overstock. This is not rocket science. 
Rather than old tank syndrome, a name which seems to imply that it's not our fault and that it's like some unfortunate random occurrence which befalls the unfortunate, we should call it LAP, Lazy Ass Aquarist Payback, because that's what it is. It's entirely the fault of a lazy ass Aquarist. Preventable and avoidable. Need more convincing that it's not some random malady that can strike at any tank? That it's some universal constant which occurs in nature? Think about the wild habitats that we attempt to model our aquariums after. Do these habitats just decline over time for no reason? Generally, no. They'll respond to environmental changes like drought, pollution, sedimentation, etc. They'll react to these environmental pressures or insults, but they will evolve over time. That's what they do. Now, sure, seasonal desiccation and such result in radical environmental shifts in the aquatic environment and a definite expiration date. But you seldom hear of aquatic habitats declining and disappearing or becoming otherwise uninhabitable to fishes without some significant, often human-imposed, external pressures like pollution, ashes from fire or volcanoes, deliberate diversion or draining of the water source, think Rio Jingo here, logging operations, climate change, etc. Of course, our aquariums are closed ecosystems, I get that. However, the same natural laws which govern the nitrogen cycle or other aspects of the system's ecology in nature apply to our aquariums, don't they? The big difference is that our tanks are almost entirely dependent upon us as aquarists applying techniques which replicate some of the factors and processes which apply in nature. Stuff like water exchanges, etc, etc. So if we keep up the nutrient export processes, don't radically overstock our systems, feed appropriately, maintain the filters, and observe the aquariums over time, there's no reason why we couldn't maintain our aquariums indefinitely. There is no expiration date. And the cool thing about botanical-style aquariums that we play with is that part of our very technique from day one is to facilitate the growth and reproduction of beneficial microfauna, like bacteria, fungal growths, etc., and to allow decomposition to occur uh, to provide them feeding opportunities. What this does is it helps create a microbiome of organisms which, as we've said repeatedly, form the basis of the operating system of our tanks. Each one of these life forms supporting, to some extent, those above, including our fishes. So yeah, botanical-style aquariums are built for the long run, provided that we do our fair share of the work to support their ecology. Just because we add a lot of botanical material, allow decomposition, and tend to look on the resulting detritus favorably doesn't mean that these are set-and-forget systems any more than it means that they're particularly susceptible to all of the problems that we discussed previously. Common-sense husbandry and observation are huge components of the botanical-style aquarium equation. As part of our regular husbandry routine, we keep the ecosystem stocked with fresh botanicals and leaves on a continuous basis to replenish those which break down via decomposition. Now, this is perfectly analogous to the process of leaf drop and the influx of alchthonous materials from the surrounding terrestrial habitat, which occur constantly in the wild aquatic habitats which we attempt to replicate. We favor a biology-ecology-first model. Replenishing the botanical materials provides surface area and food for numerous small organisms which support our systems. It also provides supplemental food for our fishes, as we've discussed previously. It helps recreate, on a very real level, the food webs which support the ecology of all aquatic ecosystems. And it sets up botanical-style aquariums to be sustainable indefinitely. Radical moves and spring cleanings are not only unnecessary, in my humble opinion, they're potentially disruptive and counterproductive. Rather, it's about deliberate moves early on to facilitate the emergence of this biome and then steady, regular replenishment of botanical materials to nourish and sustain the ecosystem. My belief is steeped in the mindset that you've created a little ecosystem, and that if you start removing a significant source of somebody's food, for that matter, 
or for that matter, their home, there's bound to be a net loss of biosha. And this could lead to a disruption of the very biological processes that we aim to foster. Okay, it's a theory, but I think I might be onto something maybe. So like, here's my theory in more detail. Simply look at the botanical style aquariums, like any aquarium, of course, as a little microcosm with processes and life forms dependent upon each other for food, shelter, and other aspects of their existence. And I really believe that the environment of this type of aquarium, because it relies on the botanical materials, leaves and seed pods and stuff, is significantly influenced by the amount of and composition of said materials to aggregate or to operate successfully over time. There's no expiration date. Personally, I don't think the botanical style aquariums are ever finished. They simply continue to evolve over extended periods of time, just like the wild habitats that we attempt to replicate in our tanks do. The continuous change, development, and evolution of aquatic habitats is a fascinating, compelling area to study and replicate in our aquariums. And I'm convinced more than ever that the secrets that we learn by fostering these types of unique habitats will result in all sorts of breakdown, uh, breakthroughs and all sorts of new ideas. The idea that our aquarium environment simply deteriorates as a result of its very existence is, in my humble opinion, wrong, <laughs> narrow-minded, and outdated thinking. Other than that, it's completely correct, you know? But seriously, though, old tank syndrome is a crock of shit, in my opinion. Aquariums only have an expiration date if we don't take care of them, period. No more sugarcoating this. If we look at them and assume, uh, you know, as some sort of static diorama thing requiring no real care, they definitely have an expiration date, a point where they're no longer sustainable. When we set up our aquariums and think about them as a tiny closed ecosystem subject to the same rules which govern the natural environments that we seek to replicate, the parallels are obvious. The possibilities open up and the potential to unlock new techniques, new ideas, new benefits for our fishes is very real and truly exciting. I'm not entirely certain how this approach to aquariums and this idea of fostering a microbiome within our tank and caring for it has become sort of a revolutionary or counterculture sort of thing in the hobby, as many fellow hobbyists have told me they think it is. Label it what you want. I think that if we make the effort to understand the function of our tanks as much as we do the appearance, that it all starts making sense. If you look at an aquarium as you would a garden, an organic, living, growing entity, one of which requires a bit of care on our part, then the idea of an expiration date or an inevitable decline of the system becomes much less logical. Rather, it's a continuous and indefinite process. Much like a road trip, the destination, if you will, becomes less important than the journey. It's about the experiences gained along the way. Enjoyment of the developments, the process. And in the Botanical Style Aquarium, it's truly about a dynamic and ever-changing system. Every stage holds fascination, continuously. An aquatic display is not a static entity. And it will continue to encompass life, death, and everything in between for as long as it's in existence. There is no expiration date for our aquariums, unless we select one. Take great comfort in that simple truth. Stay grateful, stay enthralled, stay observant, stay patient, stay dedicated, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.